five, four, three, two, one. Howdy, everybody, and welcome to tonight's episode of the Fab Five campaign here on the Random Rhapsody Network. As always, we are live streaming here first on Twitch.tv, and then we will be uploading the episode one week later onto YouTube and on podcast. If you like what you see here, feel free to follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube, and you can check us out on Facebook at Random Rhapsody TV or on Twitter as at Random underscore Rhapsody. So, when we left off last, the Fab Five had infiltrated a masquerade ball held by one Mr. Reork Seigman, a prominent member of the Cult of the Dreamer with ties to the Cerulean Syndicate who the Conclave believed was connected to the mysterious figure known as the Dreamliness. While Eloise, Liam, Apollyon, and Nycteros attempted to blend in with the guests, Blood and Tomas had managed to locate a hidden jail com um, complex complete with its own torture chamber and guards who seemed to be interested more in their card game than they were with watching over the prisoners in their charge. These prisoners, a wide array of humans and various others, uh, other races, all wearing white robes, were who appeared to be the initiates uh, Tomas had discovered would be sent to Seigman to be brought before the Dream Witness. While Blood and Tomas continued to investigate the lower level of the villa, the rest of the Fab Five had decided to follow Seidman into the ballroom to listen to his speech. This provided to be much more interesting for the party than they had originally suspected. While at first he just droned on, speaking to each guest one by one, he eventually presented a letter he had received from an Ivek Abier, the High Priestess of the Church of the Five. This letter filled with quite a few worrying tidbits of information, also contained the complete descriptions of the Fab Five themselves. Eloise, upon hearing this, seized the moment to secretly cast Charm Person on Seidman, who at first called her up to speak on stage with him in front of everybody, but um, eventually Eloise managed to convince Seidman to speak with her privately, and together with Liam and Vale, the four made their way upstairs while Apollyon was left surrounded by costumed guests within the ballroom. Upstairs, in Seidman's bedroom, Eloise, Liam, and Vale gave the cultists a report on the dream route they had discovered in Feyweave Hollow, while at the same time incriminating the half-work captain of the fishing vessel that had rescued the party and returned them to Port Valena. Vale attempted to question Seigman about the Dreamer cult, but as he did, the half-drow also noticed a middle-aged woman entering the sitting room, the same woman he had observed speaking to Seigman earlier that evening, and the woman the Conclave's notes described as Seigman's constant companion. Seigman called Trasha over to meet the party members, and Liam did his best to occupy the woman's attention, which caused her to cast a spell on Liam. 
Liam's response was to begin pummeling the woman with his fists and feet and eventually stunning her. Once the stunning strikes uh, took effect, um, the woman eventually revealed herself to be a half-lion, half half-woman form of a Lamia. And while this was happening, Blood and Tomas were forced to sneak past the village chef through a darkness spell, and Apollyon finally managed to rush past the guards and persuade his way upstairs to try and join his friends. Eloise attempted to keep Seigman where he was, but the cultist managed to resist the whole person spell she cast. He simultaneously summoned a mastiff and alerted the clay golem that was in the corner of his sitting room, just before disappearing behind a wall in the corner. Vale brought his zombies into play, and just in time, too, because soon a group of werebores burst into the room, attempting to protect their mistress. The session ended running, ended up running long because we had a lot of moving pieces going on all at once, but we ended with a couple of zombies destroyed, the summoned mastiff dispelled, Apollyon running towards the sound of fighting coming from the far room, from his perspective, and Tomas casting the message spell to a frightened Eloise, who just barely managed to convey the fact that they were all in trouble. There's a last squeaking involved. <laughs> and so, Fab Five, we are at the top of the initiative order. You've just seen, um, but before we do that, um, Blood, with your 29 in initiative, your first, um, a question occurs to each and every one of you. The question is, as you all pause for a second, if somebody your character trusts or loves asked your character to do something against the party's best interest, who would they side for with? So, Blood. I had to go with me first, huh? Well, you have the uh, highest initiative. <laughs> well, I think the only person it would possibly be would be my brother. Now, I, as far as I know, he is dead. But Miss Eloise and Mr. Vale have both seen him, or what seen the description of him that I explained to them. He would be the only one that could possibly convince me to betray them. But even then, he kind of betrayed me in a major way by seemingly maybe faking his death and now coming back. I, it would have to be a hell of a request. But he is the only one that could possibly do it. Interesting. Apollyon, how about you? I don't think anybody in my life could persuade me to go against my friends except maybe by beloved Biscuit. But even then, I've been with these guys for a while now and I haven't seen Biscuit in almost a year. So I really don't know. It really tears me apart inside. Interesting. It would be hard to um, betray your friends like that, I think. But Liam, how about you? Well, there's only really one person from my past that I ever trusted, but he's dead now. So, 
If a dead person were to tell me to betray the party, I would assume it's for a pretty good reason. Not do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Eloise, how about you? Well, I really only have one person from my past, but he would never ask me to do anything that would harm anyone, so I think we would be okay. <coughs> Last but not least, Nyctheros, how about you? Yeah, he might not be available just yet. Yeah, I, I yeah. saw him in Discord. Oh, oh, there he is. There he is. Real quick, I've got a second. Um, everyone's got a price, and everyone can understand uh, compromise. So, I don't think Vale would have any problem, of course, betraying betraying his party for whatever the uh, it, ha it would have to be something in his best interest, though. Yeah, that's about the bloodiest or the um, valiest answer I would expect from Vale. So, yeah, I like it. Wait, bloodiest? Were you trying? No, I said I accidentally. I know, I know, but you, I could, I could feel it. <laughs> it was a slip of the tongue, you big baby. Uh, anyway, anyway, so when we last left off. Things were looking kind of interesting for the group, but let's see here. Anyway, Blood, at the top of the order, you've just seen Tomas call up to the other group. Listen for a moment, um, with a confused expression on his face, and then mutter, fuck, in a loud voice. Tomas is um, perched at the edge of the door leading out of the dining hall and into the villa while um, while you are positioned leaning up against the closed doorway to the kitchen after you had just evaded past the chef and left the kitchen in Thomas's Tomas's globe of darkness. So <sighs> blood being that it is your turn, what would you like to do? Uh, well, I'm going to kind of move up to him and just be like, well, judging by what I just heard you say, things are going swimmingly upstairs. Uh, I mean, if they are in trouble, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, we can go upstairs, we can get in that fight, or we can try and cause some destruction down here to alleviate, you know, their fears upstairs. So I will defer to you and he'll, he'll just be prepping He'll get out, you know, his freaking crossbow. He's going to have that ready to go. Uh, and he's going to have it just prepped, ready to, you know, if he has somebody comes in there that gives him a dirty look, he's probably going to get shot in the face. So he's prepping his weapon. He's waiting for Tomas to kind of let him know. So are hey, you holding, are you holding an action? Or yeah, you just I'm holding, I'm holding. He's, he's coming up there talking to him, but he is holding his action. He's holding his, the, his crossbow, his hand crossbow. And I've just got it leveled, ready. I'm going to shoot whoever comes in the room that isn't one of our friends. Okay. Sounds good. So that's it for Blood's turn. Apollyon, you're up next, so I'm going to move. There's going to be a lot of movement back and forth. I apologize for it, but that's what happens when y'all split the party. Um, <laughs> anyway. Splitting the party. Apollyon, you are currently standing in a large sitting room 
with a big mound of ugly clay-looking statues perched in the north corner, small uh, purple couch on the eastern corner, and two double doors that are currently... um, Are they open or closed for you? I mean, they were closed, I guess, but... No, um, it's it's spread open. They are actually open. And, oh, okay. And you can see down the hallway um, a little bit. You can see a door to to the south, a door to the north, and you did hear the last uh, session that you um, that you could hear sounds of fighting coming from that area. Okay. Um, so this uh, clay statue over hey, here, you know, that one, that one's still Thanks there. That one step, hasn't become animated yet. What's that? Say that again. The clay statue out here hasn't become animated yet. The, that was um, a different one. The sta- there's just a statue of a a big statue of looks like a figure in clay um, in the north corner there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna move up uh, or move down the hallway. I can get right to the door with my normal movement. Is the door is the door open? The door is open. You should be able to see inside. And you can see the group of gigantic boar-like creatures all kind of crowding around a group of zombies with another clay-like statue in the far corner. All right, I'm going to use a bonus action to activate uh, my rage and also use my instinctive pounce ability. Okay, okay. Put rage. That's just going to allow me to move move up and in here, move up to half of my speed. Yep, absolutely. Yep, and I'm attack with my scimitar. I guess I can just go ahead and do a uh, reckless attack as well. Okay, using reckless attack as well. It'd be kosher to move me in there just so I can see what's going on. I don't know where they, everybody is. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. That is a critical, a 30 total on the attack. Thank you, sir. Yep, absolutely. You're not there, but you're there. To be a part of it. Okay. Okay. And I have 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 damage. 16 damage to the uh, boar uh, man who's standing in front of you as you just slash into him with that scimitar, cutting a pretty deep hole into him that crackles with that lightning. Alright, gonna do my. Oh, wait, I already did a bonus action. I can't attack him. Oh, I just have two attacks. Never mind. Yeah, you Sorry. Have two attacks. I have two attacks. Getting to the point where my character can do, like, a lot on one turn. A 23. Yep, a 23 is definitely going to hit. 17 damage total. Whew, 17 more damage for that second uh, attack. He's looking pretty rough with two big gouges slashed through him. All right. Get some, baby! And, and the non-critical did more damage. 
<laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny, right? <laughs> it's just bad luck rolls. Yeah, it's because the way D uh, roll 20 does criticals. Okay, um, next off we have Liam. Liam, your very good friend is looking at you from the doorway. And she had told you to disarm yourself. And go go take a nap. And you really want to follow that command. I really do. So Matt, I'd just like to describe this scenario real quick. Absolutely. So the the Lamia knows she just charmed me, because she did it. Eloise charmed somebody less than five minutes ago. She knows that I've been charmed. And I've been charmed twice before. I remember back when I got charmed and my entire team was was apprehended. I was forced to watch it. I got charmed and I was forced to attack blood. And I remember that. And this time when I get charmed, I feel a muscle group that I haven't felt before. And I use Stillness of Mind, a 7th level monk ability to end a charm with your action. And I'm going to do that now. And Got I'll look him. back at this Lamia and say, Sweetheart, you should have taken me up on the dance. And I'll take my sword into a two-handed position and that is my turn. So let's see here. Reading over. No bonus action. Unarmed strike. I'm reading over the um, the ability right now. Uh huh. So give me one second. He's got to make the attack he, to do a bonus. He's read. Absolutely. Okay. Well, bonus action. Uh, is unarmed a strike. To yeah. current attacks. So yeah. I don't have any bonus actions for this particular scenario. Okay. So just. So I'm just gonna stand there. Hold my sword up and say, sweetheart, you should have taken me up on the dance. So just so the audience can understand what's going on um, with the ability that he is currently uh, possessed by, the key word in it is charmed. And since stillness of the mind does say you end, you end one effect on yourself that is causing you to be charmed or frightening, it does work. It absolutely does. So as you look back and hold your sword out saying this, you can just see the look of shock on the Lamia's face. Doing it and that's it for your turn? That's my turn. I like it. Eloise, you're up next. We can't hear you. Still can't hear you. Discord, there we go. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Gonna cast Flaming Sphere and put it right there in the doorway. Interesting. Flaming Sphere. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and pop that into the text for me. 
So, a five foot diameter sphere, fire appears in an unoccupied space of your choice within range, lasts for the duration, any creature that ends its turn there within five feet of the sphere must make a dexterity saving throw. Creature takes that much damage or half on success. As a bonus action, you can remove the sphere up to 30 feet. If you ram the, the sphere into a creature, that creature must make the saving throw again against the sphere's damage. Okay. So where'd you say you're you're positioning this flaming sphere? I'm, I'm gonna ram it into Trasha. Okay, so you're conjuring it in front of you and then sending it gotcha. Let me pull up a graphic here because you know I love graphics. Woo-hoo. It is just a five-foot diameter sphere, so there it is right there. And you send it flying out uh, from your hand, speeding toward Trasha. So go ahead and click on the flaming sphere word in your spells so it rolls the damage. I'm going to have her roll her saving throw. That's a 14, so it looks like she failed. Oh. Only six points of damage. But it's fire damage. I don't know if that means anything. Yes. Well, at least anything significant to her. It means that nothing else happens. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) The flaming sphere smashes into Trasha, and uh, you see her begin to burn along her body as uh, she catches a little bit of fire and is scorched from this. Uh, she, her side is burnt up quite a bit. It hurts. Cool. Um, I don't really have bonus actions because Druid. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to try to, I guess, drag the foot chest if, if you'll allow me a... No, I think that's an action. Never mind. Yeah, uh, yeah dragging it further is going to be an action. I'm yeah, never mind. I got nothing. That's okay. it. That's it for your turn. Next up, we come to Trasha, who has this burning sphere literally on her right now. Um, zombies on the other side. She's looking back and forth, and for her action, she is going to disengage. And she is going to run as fast as she can, climbing over the couch against the wall and moving just past two right here between her two wearboard. She call she's going to call out to her three wearboard. Protect me! Get me out of here! And that is her turn. Now we come to Tomas, who is down at the other level. And Tomas is looking over at you, Blood, and and you told him, what do we want to do? Tomas is going to reply...
we try sneak in. We can try to sneak in, and I can cast uh, pass without a trace on us, or we cause as much destruction as we can out here, and hope that our friends come and, and join us. That's the way I see it. I, I don't mind a little chaos. I'm gonna leave it to you. Chaos is my middle name. Do you know any fire spells? Nah, I don't know any fire spells, but I can throw things at people. And, well, I can make a weapon come up here. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think if we can cause a lot of damage, a lot of mass hysteria, and then we can make for the outside. I mean, but those windows are fucking covered in bars. I mean, we gotta be able to... Uh, I gotta imagine there's gonna be a lot of trouble going upstairs their way, so we need to figure out a way to keep that trouble down here. And hopefully off of us. So if we can direct something on the, on the other side of the villa, or even in the kitchen, we can escape out this side door. I mean, I got all these bottles of whiskey. One of them's got to burn. So you're suggesting cut? Don't burn the whiskey. Well, I'm we're using a, we're doing a lot of talking for a bonus action. Yeah. Well, I'm suggesting we cause havoc. Well, and he said he, he'll cast, he can create a, a spectral weapon that can start attacking from one side. Well, and you're suggesting you wanna... start a fire. So. Well, uh, you know he can do the spectral weapon. Blood will take care of the fire. Um, yeah, because he can't create flames, but he create can control flames. flames. Traditionally, whiskey's not flammable. You need something more flammable. <laughs> we got. Yeah, but, we, but we can't hear that, and he can't hear us. Um, so, just going based on what we've said, um, he is going to go ahead and cast spiritual weapon. Um, he's, it's. Let's see. I mean, if he can peek out that door, he could probably kick it over towards the uh, the area where the foyer. Yeah, he's got oh. the door open, and he it's it's a sixty feet, so he's actually going to have it appear. Right here next to this guard. Right there. And it just oh, appears I... right there. We're still on the other map, on the upper map. Oh, you are? Oh, my bad. So the, it was That's the guard that was by the pool? Yep. Okay, I see what you... Yep. That's what I was... Okay. Sorry, yeah, that'll I work. thought I moved you guys to the new map. Uh, yeah, he's casting that right there, and the uh, a sword just appears in the air. And swings at this guard. That's a 15 to hit. Which does not hit, unfortunately. It clangs against this guard's uh, shield. And this guard looks up and he's like, What What? What the, what the heck? And he's kind of freaking out. He's not going to know where that came from, though. That's the good part. And for his movement, he, Tomas is going to... At 35 feet, so 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So Tomas comes running over here towards this door, away from that door there. Gotcha. And that's going to be it for his turn. Next in the order is all the guards who I, I kind of added everybody into the initiative because there's a lot of shit going on right now. The, on the guards' turn, one of them was just attacked by a spectral sword, and his re 
initial reaction is to try to attack it. And it actually <laughs> does have a weight to it, so you can't actually do this. Especially with a natural 20. So the thing I don't remember is how much hit points this thing actually has. Yeah, it depends on the level you cast it, right? I think so, but I'm not seeing it in the description. I didn't know it actually had a... a health. I remember seeing something about it. That's why I'm looking. Yeah, I'm honestly not finding... I'm going to say that uh, in this circumstance, because actually I can't find anything about it, um, is that this weapon appears and this guard goes stabbing at it with its spear. Um, being that it is a spectral weapon, it kind of hits off something, but doesn't really do any damage to it. The other guards are now seeing this, and they're calling, they're calling alarm throughout the entire area. Attack! Attack! We're under attack! Guards! Guards! Rally! And you hear quite a bit of movement. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of Big B's hand. I know that has his points. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's probably what I'm thinking of too. I think I think Big B's hand's actually the caster's HP. It like mirrors their HP. I think if you level it up, it's different. But yeah. So all the guards are calling out and. They're now looking around. Invader! Intru intruder! There's a, uh, there's something over there! And all the attention seems to be going towards the sword. Several of the guards are rushing in that direction. Another guard comes running up, seeing the first one take an attack and is going to do the same thing. This time, however, it just misses com the weapon completely. Next, we come to the cult fanatics. You guys can't really see what's going on down there. But some of them are moving out. You, um... A couple of them there. Okay. Okay, next we've come to Vale. Finally your turn, buddy. What are you doing? Alright, can you put me back on the map? I can't. I'm not. You can't I'm looking see yourself? downstairs right now. Now we're at the bottom oh. map again. You just yep, bump yep, to the yep, upper yep, map. Yep, yep. Got it. There you go. Alright. Um, 
first thing he's going to do is mentally, mentally command this zombie to move here. This zombie to move here. And he's going to have this one attack Trasha. Wait a minute, which one? The one that's on top of the dead one. Um, there's a boar on there's there's a wear boar on top of the dead one. Oh I see. Okay. Um Alright, so let me just arrange this back where it was. There. I believe that's how it was set up. Um then these uh this guy right here will be attacking the werebore right here okay uh with that slam it was a negative or it was a natural one so that misses yep definitely misses. Uh, this guy right here will be attacking this one uh that is a seven which does not hit okay and then um this guy right here will move here and attack the um, golem okay. or statue. Yep, golem. Which is a 15 to hit. A 15 does hit. Your zombie okay. comes That's... up shambling in that um, thriller kind of way, smashes down into the clay golem. It's not hard. But it was hard. It's going to be a uh... Uh, uh, two points of bludgeoning damage. Two points of bludgeoning damage on this clay golem. Yep. Um, and that flaming sphere up here, is that, uh, if I enter it, I'm taking possibly damage with a deck save? Correct. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. That's a so is it is you, if you enter or uh, end your turn there? Correct. Yeah, and within five feet of it. Uh, um, I can't do anything then, unless... I guess I'll go here and... Uh, so you go running and jump over the desk, sliding over it to the other side. <laughs> In Vale's best fashion. Uh, and he will... Uh, I guess just the only thing he can do right now is hold the dead on that um, golem. Okay. It's going to be a DC 16. Oh, I didn't mean to click that. I meant to click the attack one. Wisdom saving throw. So yeah, that's a two. All right, so he's going. Did he? Has he taken damage? Yes, he has. Yes, so he it's has. going to be eleven necrotic damage. The bell tolls on this golem, which somehow rings this thing's head, and you kind of see it vibrate a little bit. Vale, as you know, the spell takes effect for eleven points of necrotic damage. Okay, and uh, with his last uh, remaining time in his six seconds that just took place. He kind of looks over um, at Eloise, just disapprovingly shakes his hand, head, and blinks out of existence. Okay. 
and poof, Vale is gone, and nobody can see him anymore. <laughs> I like it. Next, we come to Reorg Seidman. Um, you guys aren't going to hear me for a moment because I'm going to be talking to the audience. So, on Reorg Segman's last turn, he had gone through. I'm jealous. This um, Eloise. It was passage. nothing. Or I should say, Alyssa. It's nothing personal. Going, <laughs> it's just he went Dale. through this the hidden doorway here, and he made his way uh, out onto the ooh, balcony. The, what, right what, here, what is he doing? there is a um, rope ladder that he had released down and started to climb down. And he had to roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh, he already already called out Gittum one time and it issued a horde of people on us. Where is he right now? He stumbled a little bit and his leg got caught. He went into a... a, He disappeared into the wall. So he's currently hanging there. A little secret compartment. Somewhere, yeah. Is, we're going to go ahead and roll to see what he's doing, and I'm not going to let them know. But um, you guys get to. So, here's that. And that's a 19, Uh-oh. which does succeed. I don't like this. He's doing DM rolls on us, too. So, um, he manages to right himself and climb down the rest All of the Alright, guys, I'll be away for a couple minutes. Another 5 feet of movement. He has 25 feet I'm still of listening, movement though. left. And he sets off at a run. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. He is then going to use his action to dash. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And he is going to end right there. Okay, sorry about that, everybody. I accidentally clicked shift because it's habit, so sorry about that. Um, we now come to the werebore. It is their turn. So, ah, yes. Two of the Wereboar are there um, with with zombies in front of them. They smash into the um, zombies with their weapons. So, let's go ahead and do that. Um, Two attacks with their maul. Uh, first is a 23, which I know does hit. Um, so that's 11 points of damage, which does kill that zombie that's in front of it. However, um, I know Vale said he's going to be gone, so I'm just going to puppet this myself. They have to make a constitution saving throw. The DC for that is 5 plus the damage, so the DC is 16 to stay alive. And that's a 17, which is a success. The werebore snarls as he smashes his maul into the zombie. It takes a massive amount of damage. Its chest is just caved inward, and it stands up and is still alive. The werebore snarls and smashes again, doing definitely hitting again. Ten more points of damage. The zombie has to make another constitution saving throw. DC is 15. And that is a 12. So finally, this zombie smashed again, head caved by this uh, werebore's mole, maul. It falls to the ground dead. It put up a great fight. 
The other werebore that is being harried by one of those zombies attacks as well with his maul. Actually, before that, this uh, werebore, since we do allow uh, friendly movement, and... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, he would uh, go ahead and move. The zombie would get an attack of opportunity, which I am going to allow. Which does hit. And that werebore takes six points of damage as it moves to a poly. Did I get an attack of opportunity also? No, he just moved into your range. He didn't move out of it. Oh, okay, okay. The second werebore then starts attacking the zombie in front of him. That's a critical, which does hit. 12 points of damage. Which is enough to take that guy out, so he has to make his saving throw. So that's a 17 DC. Unfortunately, that zombie also does not manage to survive. A s one smash with a maul, and it is dead. The werebore roars its challenge. It's going to use five feet of movement to climb onto this couch, which kind of smashes down into it and then makes his second attack at a power. It has advantage. It does have advantage, thank you. And that's a critical. Yeah. So 19 points of damage as this giant werebore snarling just smashes down his maul onto your chest, Apollyon. You feel a little bit, yeah. your ribs cave a little bit. Still raging, so I'll take nine. Absolutely, you will. Ugh. All right, you jabronis, I'm mad now. Okay. That's it for those werebores. Next, we come to the cultists. I'm going to move them pretty quickly, but since nobody can see What's them, in? I'm just going to Oh, can I do my reaction? I'm sorry. Oh, yes, absolutely. Sorry about that. Oh, no, you did Hellish Rebuke. Okay. Allow me to roll that dexterity saving throw. Um, that should not have been an advantage, but the first roll was still a 17. So, right. that is a success. Um, go ahead and roll your damage. Remember, you can just click on the spell and it'll pop up the damage. Perfect. Three Perfect. fire damage. Three fire damage to that werebore. And you just, as the flames lick up around it, you just hear it snarl in pain. I went ahead and moved the cultists, so we are good there. Let me put that damage real quick. Nice. Okay. Next, we come to the werebore that was in front of you, Apollo. This guy right here. 
is his turn now. Yep. It looks at you, Apollyon, and you see its lips flicker, and he casts a spell on you. He is casting Charm on you. Uh-oh. Why did it not have... Well, anyway, I need to you to make a wisdom save with the able throw. No! I'm going to use my lucky die. Your, your lucky feet, you mean? Yeah. Okay, okay. go for it. What the fuck? Wow. No, 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 no! It's not supposed to be worse! Ouch. Okay, well... Okay. Apollyon, the world around you seems to shimmer, and your eyes lose focus and kind of flutter for a second. And there in front of you, you see your very good friend, the werebore, who's smiling at you, and he says, get, Excuse us, friend. Let, let us get our master by. Oh, all right. Sounds all right to me. And that's its turn. Next, we have the Clay Golem. Who is... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah? I should get one more roll. I should have had advantage on that roll. Why is that? It says so in the spell description. It says it does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. Okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. Actually, forgot that part. You're, you're trying Watch to read a... Well, good. It's DC was 14. So you got Woo! very, very lucky. I'm glad I read that spell. <laughs> so you mean, yeah, spell? so are we all. Alright, that was close. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. Can you make an attack yeah. roll or ability or spend a luck, one luck point to win position? Well, no, it, he's talking about the actual charm person spell. It says if you might, it must make a wisdom saving throw or does so with advantage if oh, yeah, you yeah, and your yeah. companions are fighting it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, I got you. That's right. That's right. So, we are it's fighting us, so I'm not... Yeah. No, yeah. I, I get it now. No, I... Yeah. We are all lucky you saw that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm a lucky die no matter what if I rolled a three and a one. Yeah, you did get really, really lucky there. Um, anyway, um, the spell does not take a hold on you, and you are left there uh, seeing this werebore who had just ca- tried to charm you. Jabroni. Let's see. Does it have any anything else it can do? I don't think so. Nope, okay. That's it for the werebore. I'll just move to the other corner so I'm not in possible combat with all those guys surrounding that corner. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? I fucked up. Um, the werebore was in initiative order. I thought it was that guy, but that guy is the other werebore. It's my, it's, he should, it, it, it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to move his turn fast. make things. Anyway, his turn would have come up at that point. That'll all happen. Um, it is the Golem's turn now. 
The Gollum, let's see. Okay. The Gollum is going to make two slam attacks against the zombie. First is a 12, which does hit. 13 damage, and it must succeed a con saving throw or have its hit points reduced by that much. Guys, okay. we need to get some clay columns. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, that's a failure. So yeah, that that it's it went down by that much. Ouch. Uh, second slam. Oh, that's another hit. Ten more points of damage, which is more than enough to take out this zombie. So it's going to have to make its con saving throw. Um, the DC. I can make that con save. Okay, go ahead. The DC is 15. That is a 6. So yeah, the last of your zombies, Vale, is pummeled and smashed and just turns into pulp on the ground by this clay golem. If I was on this plane of existence, you'd hear the word useless. <laughs> Um, it is Jareth's turn, however. So uh, Jareth is going to do his flyby um, to how how high is the sphere and how high is the ceiling? Um, it's five foot radius sphere, so five foot tall, um, and it wasn't floating in midair or anything like that. Um, there's probably another three feet ish above it and the door, between it and the door. Okay. Would you say that Jareth's flyby ability will prevent him from burning? I think it's going to be a dexterity check. The DC won't be very high, but there is a chance. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. So, um, beat a 12. So, dexterity check or save? Check. That is a 10, and I'm not sure why it was on... Um, so yeah, um, you go f uh, f trying to fly overhead, and unfortunately you slam into the edge of that flaming sphere. You would take damage for that. Um, what is it, 2d6? Alright, so um, as Jareth flies, goes to fly through the um, sphere, uh, as soon as he makes it midway, he just in a little burst of uh, what would have been feathers, just a kind of a poof, and he's gone. He is gone, and that is Jareth disappears in a puff. Familiars have one hit point, no matter what, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Some larger ones have more, but I think that only had... Okay. Um, next, we are on the chef's turn. Alright, I'm going to attack three times. Oh, what? Uh, ha ha ha! <laughs> you ain't the chef here, buddy. Wah, wah, wah. Um, these guys are actually stuck in a fog and or in just a big old black sphere. I'm gonna just roll something real quick. 
comes running out that side there. And all three of them make their way outside. We're on the upper map now if you're doing yeah, it, people. You wouldn't be able to see them anyway. It's okay. Okay, the Rearbore Sorcerer had already gone. I did him out of turn. Those alerted, but they don't know what's up. Okay, Blood. We are on the top of the order now. So, you saw the spectral sword appear. You saw several of the guards running towards it. Um, actually, from your angle, you can't really see a hell of a lot. But yeah, no. I know where it's at. Well, what do you want him to do? More guards ran over to attack the fucking fake weapon. Which is part of, you know, it's, it's attracting attention, yes. But he is right in front of that fucking doorway. If I do anything... He, I mean, is he in open view? Who? Of anybody? Tomas. Where Tomas he's is invisible. No, he's not anymore. Tomas is um, at the other side of the doorway over here. Um, but is that I mean is that door open or is um no I do or, not I believe it is not open. No, right, open I just, you I, you can see through it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was not open when we last were there. All right. And all the cooks you said ran somewhere, not into here. Well, I want to fucking do something. You know, right, I'm gonna saunter up. Let's see, I got five, ten... Well, I get, I'll get next to Tomas. Uh, so at least we're together. You know, Thelma and Wee style, if something's gonna happen. Uh, I am going to bonus action. We're gonna get, we're gonna do a little party in here. He's gonna drink that potion of fire breathing. Okay. And so I'm just gonna have that ready to go. Uh, and I will actually... Because it's not actually in Roll20's freaking thing. But I went and found it. So I did the DC 13 when I do it, but it's a bonus action to excel, uh, to excel fire, and it's 46. And I get three shots of it, or one hour passing. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, so I've got that going. I'm gonna walk up to him. I'm just have the crossbow ready. If somebody opens that door, they're gonna get shot. I'm gonna say his, send another message upstairs to see exactly what's going on. And if we have to make a really big noise, well, I'm just going to hold the bottle up. I was like, this is going to make some fun. So you're holding it up, but you haven't drank it yet. Is that right? No, I drank oh, it. I'm just going to show it to him. I was okay. like, we're going to have some fun if we have to open this motherfucker up. I was like, but yeah, send another message upstairs. See exactly what's going on. And we will go from there. But he's got, I'm readying that crossbow shot if anybody opens that door. Okay. So... Apollyon, you are currently surrounded by three werebores and a weird-looking woman with a, the body of a woman and wearing a white blouse, but the body is the four paws of a lion. What are you doing? Ooh, what are you 
Well, if I could see the map, I uh, could decide. It's we're, it should be there. On the upper map. Yeah, you should be on the upper map now. Oh, sorry, I just had to scroll over. Yeah, um... Hmm... Which is the one that I dealt damage to before? The one that's still standing right in front of me? Yes, the one directly in front of you. Yeah, I'm gonna attack him first. Reckless attack. Eighteen. Yeah, 18's definitely gonna hit. Uh, Fifteen points of damage. Okay, fifteen points. There's, yeah, fifteen points of damage. You slash with that scimitar, cutting another large, large gash into that werebore before you. It is still up, however. Alright, attack him again. Twenty-nine. That's yeah, definitely gonna hit. Hey, all your attacks on that are uh, get advantage, because it says you just have to make sure you Another save fifteen right for your first one. Huh? But it only counts for the first attack. I get three I attacks per it, turn. Well, yeah, but it says doing so gives you advantage on melee weapon attack rolls using strength during this turn. So it's all attacks. You just have to do it before your first attack. Oh, snap. I've been doing that wrong for like two levels then. It says right there, you may, when you make your first attack, you have to decide to attack recklessly. But doing so gives you advantage on melee weapon attack rolls using strength during this turn. So he's making more than one attack, so that's all of them. It doesn't say just the first attack gets the uh, advantage. It says melee weapon attacks. Yeah, but I think, okay, it says I can decide to attack recklessly on my first attack. Yeah, but then it's saying uh, doing so gives you advantage on melee weapon attack rolls. And it's got that S there for a reason, using strength during this turn. Okay. Sure, alright. I'll take it. Because uh, I'm, I'm a bonus action. Yeah, base, based on what it what it looks like. So try for crit on that last one. Yeah. You and can go. Roll. Yeah, you can go ahead and roll again. Uh, still just twenty nine then. Well, regardless, um, another fifteen so, points I mean, of I damage is uh, definitely enough to finish off that werebore in front of you. Okay, then the next attack's gonna be the one to my right. 28. Trasha? The uh, one to your right? Okay. Nope, the werebore, not Trasha. Yeah, uh, 28 does hit. Another 12 points. Okay, another 12 points of damage. You slice with that scimitar into that werebore, cutting deep into his belly. All right, nobody attacks my friends, jabronis, and uh, I'll end my turn. Okay, Liam, you're up next. All right, 
So, 5, 10, 15, 20. At this point, I'll need to make a, a dex save for yes, a count. And with evasion, I take no damage. <laughs> Monk shit, and motherfucker. Sorry. Nat 20 on the save, what can I say? Uh, so, 20, so, 25, yeah, 25 feet of movement to get here. And then, uh, she's gonna take two strikes with my longsword. 29 should hit. Yes, it does. I liked adding longsword. What's this one's name? <laughs> This one's called Suyahime, but I can explain that later. Uh, second strike on Bitch Who Tried to Charm Me is a 20, which should hit also, yes? Yes, it does. Uh, minimum damage. Well, eight points is enough to slice through this Lamia, cleaving her from, uh, from sternum to navel. And you just watch as the piece kind of slides down and the lion body underneath her crumples. Dead. Fucking bitch. Uh. Boy! Where did you come from? I've still got. Uh, I've still got a little movement, so I'm gonna get into melee here, but I've got no more I can do, so that's the end of my turn. Indeed it is. But Eloise, you're up next. Okie dokie. Um You guys can hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. Okay, yep. perfect. Um I'm gonna step into this corner here. Um I'm for my bonus action, I'm going to send the flaming sphere into the golem. Okay. Or the statue, moving statue thing. Okay. Moves it. I can move that for you. Go ahead and throw up the damage on that for me. It needs to make a deck save. And that's a nine for his deck save. So go ahead and roll your damage. Okay. Uh, it wants me to cast a spell again. I don't know if I can just roll the damage. Yeah, but. you can click the spell and it'll roll it. You don't necessarily have to mo- um, reduce your spell count. Okay. 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 Ten points ten of damage. Fire damage. Nice. And then uh, for my action, I would like to see if I can find. Uh, whatever doorway um, Sigmund used to get away. Okay. Go ahead and roll an investigation check. Oh boy. Hey! So you saw which you saw where he was, and you walk up and begin feeling around that wall, pushing your hands along it, pushing in the the different stones, and eventually about halfway down, you find one that is able to be pushed inward. And it opens with a click. And there before you, I'll be able to show you this now. 
You push open the door to see a long corridor of stone, um, walls on either side that end about um, a little over 30 feet in front of you. Oh, shit. Okay, um... And I'm gonna say... Because Vale's standing on, on the desk? Uh, no, he's he's disappeared. I just didn't move his token. You can't oh, okay, see okay, Vale. Okay. He's gone. Cool. Um, Alright, so I'm alone in this room. And now there's a hallway. So I'm just going to uh, yell out... Uh, found the hidden door and... Uh... Man. I'm not I'm not going down hey the there, hallway without my party. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> so that's that's the end of my turn. Here's my cat. Okay, that's it for Eloise. And uh Trasha now lays dead on the ground. So we're gonna be going skipping turns and going over to Tomas. Oops, I went past him. That's okay. Tomas. Tomas, try and charm charm me, you fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Tomas, on his turn, he's looking up at you, blood. And he says, So what do you think? Open the door and, and attack or try to keep him entertained? Can't hear you, blood. I'm muted because I didn't want you. To. All right, let's say uh, he's going to tell me. Here's the cat well, anesthetic. Let's keep him entertained right now, but check upstairs, see what's going on, and if we have to really open it up, we're going to open it up. Okay. So um, he puts his uh, finger to his ear, and he's casting the message spell. Um, let's see. Who has he not m- called yet? He didn't call Apollyon. Apollyon. In your ear, as you are in the middle of melee with these um, werebores, you hear Tomas's voice. What's the status up there? We got a bit of a distraction down here, but do you need us to come upstairs? You can reply to this message. Whoa, somebody is speaking to me in my own mind. Oh, it's Tomas. Yeah, but I think we got this under control. Few uh, nasty monsters up here, but we're cutting them down. How's things down there? Like halfway through. I think the spell ended at cutting. No, um, it doesn't have a, as long of a word limit. Oh, okay. Um, he, he did hear that, but um, he would have to ca- use another action to ca- uh, cast a reply. But um, he does look up at you using the rest of his bonus action and says, Apollyon says that they're fine. They, they've got it covered. All right, let's distract them then. Keep them down here. And then Tomas is going to walk over to the door and grab the handle, and he's going to nod to you so that... Um, like he, I, am he's, holding, I mean, I am holding an action to shoot. I mean, if he well, wants he, to he, 
You know what? Yeah, yeah uh, that's he's gonna leave it at that. Okay. Next, we got the guards. Um, they're very confused by this weapon, and oh wait a minute, I forgot about that. Shit, is that a bonus action? Oh yeah, it's a bonus action to attack. Yeah, that's a bonus action to attack. So I'm going to have Tomas... Because yeah, I didn't use his bonus action. I used his action. He's going to use his bonus action to attack the um, guard that's in front of him. Uh, the, this one. The one that swung at a ghost sword? Yeah, the one that swung <laughs> at a ghost sword. Oh. It swings again and just whiffs. It's almost like it's meaning to miss. But it just, just makes this big old wide... Swinging at the guard. But that's going to be it for his turn. Now the guard, being attacked at again, he, he's more using a defensive position. He's going to slam it with its shield, trying to push the thing back and, and see if it can connect. So this is going to be kind of a weird thing. But I'm going to have him roll... Let's see. So with his shield, he comes running up, slamming against it, um, holding the th the sword in place with his shield. The next guard comes running up to the other side of it and is doing the exact same thing. This one, however, misses completely and punches just the air around the sword as it flies up along the other shield. So basically, they're trying to sandwich the thing together to keep it from moving. And one of them made it, but the other one didn't. The other guards, seeing this, they're they're going to come running up to their companions. What the hell is this? What is going on? Stop this thing! Stop it at once! Guards! Fan out! Find, find whoever cast this spell! And most of them you see moving around in various places. Well, you guys wouldn't be able to see it. But, but my audience can. And they're kind of looking to try to find whatever it is that's going on here. With the fanatics, they have a turn. Let's see. The fanatics seize the spell. Actually. They can tell what, what it is. Um, I'm going to have them actually make a... Yeah. I think that's fair. One of them calls... You You can hear Blood and Tomas. You'd be able to hear this. One, someone calling out... That's a spiritual weapon! Someone nearby has cast a spell. Fan out! Ignore it! You can't hurt it! Just fan out and find whoever cast the spell. Next we come to Vale. 
So let's move the map back over to where you guys are. Vale, on your turn, you can reappear, I suppose. So what are you doing? All right, so um, Vale is going to reappear uh, right here. And uh, he's going to call out, um, speaking to Eloise as well as the gentleman in the other room, the Fab Five. I'm going to say, fall back to the hidden room, and I'm going to investigate further down here. There's 20. I'm at 20 feet of movement right here. What do I see? Okay. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Is this my action for investigation? Yes, it is. This is a thorough investigation, so this is your action. Um, you know, I'd rather not... I'd rather just keep walking. Is this a, a window in front of me, or is this a doorway uh, to the north? To the north? Oh, okay. Okay. Hold on here. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm glad you reminded me, because as you walk over towards this um, one edge, you do see to your left a slightly ajar door. I forgot that I had left that open, but I see it now when I'm looking at um, the dynamic lighting. You, As you look out there, what you can see through this small crack of a door, a ledge, um, a bit of a balcony along the, the northern part of this compound. Okay. Um, I am going to... I guess just wait here. Um, I'm going to toll the dead on this guy over here. The golem. Okay. DC 16 of wisdom save. That's a 17. Alright, so nothing happens. And, um, I am staying right here. Better. Sorry, I'm gonna move one step. This is a really big initiative. Yeah, it this is probably the biggest initiative I've done in a while. But from th your position, Vale, you can just see out on a little bit of that balcony and a lot of um, the grounds out there. You can see the, the grass and, you know, the general grounds around the villa that you guys had seen when you first came. You can tell that you're on the north end of it. Okay. Okay. All right. And I'm done. Well, anesth Anesthetic, I'm going to allow you to use your subscription to give Coins inspiration on his turn. You guys still there? Okay, yep, we're here. Um, we've now come to Seigman's turn, so bear with me one second.
Okay, so you all just see Seigman um, running along the edge of the house, heading south towards the front gate. The cultists, who are downstairs, I'm not going to move my guys. Is there any way we can break the game without him, like, knowing right now, like, in the next five seconds? Yeah, I'm about to undergo my draconic transformation to become a full adult dragon. It's about time. That's the only reason I'm friends with you. <laughs> no, I, I seriously thought about uh, multi-classing into sorcerer so I could do that with this class, but or with this character, but it didn't. Okay, we are. At the Werebore's turn, the Werebore's, um, first one here, um, standing on the couch, is attacking you, Apollyon. It is making two attacks. First, first one... Come at me, bro. What's that? I just said come at me, bro. Okay. First attack is an 11. That just misses. Yep, just. They're at advantage. With that, after, with that first attack first with a maul, the second one... one, one yeah, yeah, you're right. You should get advantage. Oh, that's true. Forgot about that, because you used uh, Reckless. Thank you. Second, um, that attack is a 24 to hit. Ooh, that just barely hits. I'm just kidding. My yeah. AC 7. Yeah. 13 points of damage to you, reduced by half, so... Yeah, six. Alright. Ow! Um, second attack... Uh, is that also an advantage when you're in this? I think so. Yep, so. my next turn. Okay. Um, the second attack, it slams towards you with its tusks. Jeez. And that's a 23 to hit. Oof, yeah, that hits... Okay, seven points of slashing reduced to half, so three. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Or be cursed with lycanthropy? Sweet. It'd be awesome, but it could suck so bad. You said constitution save? Yes, constitution saving throw. I'm just making sure I don't have advantage on that. I have advantage on dexterity saves. Okay. Oh. Wow. wow. So, 22. So, this boar stabs its tusks into your uh, shoulder, and you just feel a, a, a little weird, a little tingly coming from it, but you, you manage to shove it free. And I guess I'm going to be nice here because, uh, Apollyon, the gods right now seem to smile down upon you. And a god named Anna, you feel in your heart giving you inspiration in this moment and fulfilling you. As you hear this voice that says, Happy birthday from Anna, you've got an extra turn. All right. All right. That's awesome. Wait, an extra turn? An extra turn right now because Anna, who's a regular watcher, um, says, Happy birthday. So I'm allowing her to give you this. 
Hey, my birthday was in January. You want to say something to me, please? <laughs> Damn, good luck, bud. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Go for it, big guy. Hell yeah. Let's do it. All right, I'm going to attack uh, the were-boar on the left. And attack recklessly, obviously. What are we even doing if we're not attacking recklessly? Absolutely. A 26. Yeah, that's going to hit. You said the guy on your left? 17 points of damage as my scimitar crackles with lightning. Whew, 17 points of damage. He's looking moderately hurt. Alright, hit him again. A 23. It's not showing up on my screen for some reason. A 23 definitely hits. There it goes. There it goes. 15 damage. Okay. 15 more 15 points more of damage. Points. You slash again into this werebore who's looking pretty rough. I think right. giving Polly an extra turn is the most OP thing you could do. Yeah! You're lucky that somebody who loves to watch the show asked for it. Hell yeah. And a 27 for that final bonus action attack. Absolutely, that hits. Thing, another 15 damage. You slash a third time through this werebore's gut, spilling blood and water and a little bit of uh, little organs sticking out. This guy ain't doing too great. Got him. Um, yeah, that's all on my turn. I'm just swinging away, cleaving these guys down. Indeed you are. Thank you for that extra turn, Anna. Okay. We now come to the Clay Golem's turn. And he can see two targets. One that's in the direction his master left. The other down there dealing with the two werebore. I'm going to roll a d4. Okay. Considering its speed. Yep. Moves down to you, Liam. And it is smashing into you. Two slam attacks. Liam, do you still pull our master? I, I don't have it here. Uh, 27 hits. So 15 points of damage, and I need you to make a con saving throw, please. It's all about the weapon he uses. Ooh, that's a 10. That's a 10. This clay golem smashes into you, and as it does, you can feel your uh, ribs just buckle in a little bit, and you cough a little as the they pierce your side. 
and your maximum hit points is now down by 15. Ouch, that hurts. Second attack. That's a 12. I'm going to use my reaction to spend one more key point to have him hit another person within five feet of me, a.k.a. this guy right here. So please do the damage for that roll to him. To which guy? Uh, the guy to my south. Yeah, that guy. Hey, so um, throw up the skill that you're using just so we can all see it. Looking through my stuff, I have so many abilities. Oh, jeez, which one is it? Okay. okay. Uh, I believe it's this one. Redirect attack. I spend a key point, and it hits somebody else within five feet of me. Okay, so, and yes, yeah, since it is of you, that definitely hits. So 20 points of bludgeoning damage to the werebore directly behind you. You basically just move with your hands, guiding this uh, slam punch away around you and into the werebore, cleaving, cleaving into, into or yeah, crushing, or crushing his skull. His skull. And Does 20, he have to make a, a con save also? Is that how this works? Well, he would have if he didn't have 13 hit points. And so this punch just caves in the werebore's head, and he falls to the ground dead. At'll do, werebore. At'll do. Okay, the chef is actually... I'm gonna... I'll move him later. Um, come to the guards. moved. It looked like it moved. I must have missed it. What happened to the flaming sphere? It's still there. It's still there. Yeah, it's still, yeah, it's still, still chilling. There. It's just chilling. Did he have to make a deck save for leaving the flaming sphere? Yeah, or starting his turn in it next to it. I think it's when you end your turn. It's when, it's yeah, it's when you end your turn. You can move through okay. it without what if for on that first thing if it's right next to you. Okay, all right, that's fine. Okay, blood from a stone. We're up to you, and Tomas is standing there. Um, holding the door open, ready for you. What are you doing? We can't hear you. Uh, we can hear them say they're starting to fan out, right? Correct. So they're he, probably going to be... I'll say that he probably has the door open, uh, pushed open just a little bit so you can see through it. Alright, uh, but I'm wondering if we have to, if we're going to make a run for it out that back door, 
we gotta draw attention somehow over here. Son of a bitch, this... <sighs> I'll look, alright, would I be able to, with my feline agility where I can move 60 feet, how big is Tomas? He's a little person, right? I mean, he is a halfling. He's like under four foot tall. So would I be able to move at half speed by picking him up? I got an interest. I... He's three foot seven and weighs 85 pounds. Nah, I guess I couldn't then. What's your strength? <laughs> <laughs> What's my strength? I'm a rogue! It's an eight! Then, yeah, I'm gonna say you probably can't pick him up and. Like, uh, it would, you'd be severely limited. Let, let's say that. You could probably move 10 feet while carrying him, but not much farther. Because, yeah, we gotta do some, because he's probably gonna, probably gonna be coming in here. Yeah, like half speed. Apollyon could move him, but you can't. Well, what I was thinking of doing is like taking him to the back door, and we were gonna do like get help, get help from fucking from fucking door rat and rock. Well, what's plan B? Because that's what you're down to. Yeah. Well, is they're gonna be coming out of both fucking doors probably here soon? All right, I'll tell Tomas. It's like, all right, we can try and go out this door. I say let's move to the back one. And just be ready to go. But I need you to trust me here. I'm not going to hurt you. But I need you to trust me. Do you trust me? Uh, he's going to look up. Well, would you rather me cast... Uh, um, what's it? Um, God damn it. Now I'm blanking on the spell. Hold on. Pass without a trace. Do you want me to cast pass without a trace to help us sneak away? Yeah, we can do that, because what I was thinking what, what of doing... What are you wanting we, to do? Well... Yeah, go ahead. I'll ha when, when it comes up to your turn, go ahead and cast that. Because things are about to get a little interesting here. Uh, and the door is open, right? Um, the door in front of you is just open a crack. The door on the other side was open a bit it's farther. Older. Yeah, it's open okay. more. So... Yeah, we're going to have a little fun. So I'm going to kind of step in here, kind of open. I guess, can we open this door yeah, a little more? Yeah, you can open the door a little more. Um, hold on. Enough to, for you to stick your head out, I guess. Yeah. He's going to stick his head out, and he is going to breathe flame in this direction. And it's 30 foot. Let me see exactly where to go. Here, I think I still got it. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, uh, fire at a target within 30 feet of me. So it's got to be at one single target. So he is going to pick uh, this guy here. And he's going to breathe flames at him. So he needs to make a DC 13 deck. So 30 feet ahead of you, 5, 10. That's actually a pretty big. No, it's just a thir it's one target. So it's almost like I'm shooting like a direct, like a, what's oh, the fire okay. bolt? It's like a fire bolt out of my mouth. Okay, target within 30 feet of you. Gotcha. Yeah, so he's going to fire at this guy with that. So you're, you're spitting at him with a fire bolt. Yeah. Did these guys even know you were there? They were going to be coming in this room here in a second because it's the only room that there is a non-guard in. 
they're fanning out. They're circling around this. We're going to be going out that back door because he's going to cast Pass Without a Trace on his turn, and so we're going to be ready to go. Oh yeah, you could you can definitely you could definitely hit him, no problem. So yeah, it's DC Dex thirteen and it's four D six failed, half as much on him. Well, that's a natural twenty. Well, he'll still take. It's gonna take eight. Eight points of fire damage as you stick your head out and breathe this jet of fire thirty feet in front of you, igniting the sky. Doing a decent amount of damage. And you just see him catch on flames, and he's wiggling about, screaming in pain, as these flames just begin to burn up his body and his armor. And then I'm going to move over closer to this door, ready for Tomas to cast his little... I mean, I guess we could shut the door, obviously. And then move over here, Tomas can cast that when he gets close to us, and we'll be ready to bolt out this door. Okay, so and then you slam the door and run I, over there ready for your turn. And the hat of disguise is an action, right? Since shooting that fireball was a bonus action out of my mouth. So well, if I want drink- to change... No, it, well, I drank the potion last, last turn. Last that's turn, right. Yeah. So yeah, and that so is a bonus, bonus action. action to spit fire out of my face. Uh, and the, is the hat of disguise, is that an action to change? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. I want to look like one of the guards that's downstairs but I want to look like I am bleeding, like with a bad head wound. Okay, I dig it. Your body shimmers, and suddenly you're one of the human guards in the black and red livery, blood trickling down your face, looking wounded. Okay, that's it for your turn. And I just realized it is 8.36, so I think this is a good time to go on break. Wait. We'll be back in about 10 minutes, folks. Stay tuned. Howdy, everybody. We are back. And when we last left off, a lot of stuff was going on, mainly between the guests and the guards and the Fab Five. But jumping right back on into it, we come to Apollyon. So, Apollyon, what you doing, buddy? Oh, yeah. You know it. Still laying the smackdown. On this last enemy, right? Oh no, there's two enemies. So I'm gonna move over. I'm gonna step up onto the couch and bring my scimitar down on this guy. Wreck. Yeah, 26 is going to hit. Boom! 13 damage. 13 points of damage on the werebore with your first attack. Ooh, second attack. Does 13 hit? A 13 does, in fact, hit. Alright. Another 14 damage. Alright. 
Still alive? Oh, still alive, definitely. Alright, let's go for that bonus action swing. Twenty-four. Oh yeah, that hits. I did that out of order, but uh, 13 again. 13 more points of damage as three slashes go through this werebore, cutting him deeply along his belly and along his chest, but still up. Wow. You're pretty tough. Do you wrestle? That'll end my turn. And the werebore just kind of snorts in return. Liam. You're up next. Alright. So, it looks like I'm up against this clay monster thing here. So, I'm going to go ahead and uh, embrace it. Start attacking the clay monster. Uh, attack number one. Oh, I don't think that's supposed to be advantaged. So, that's a natural one with the first attack. Nat that is a miss. Wait, uh, I did. It's still on normal. Why did it click advantage? It didn't. You just rolled twice. Oh, okay. Well, then the second attack uh, hits. Yep, I second assume? attack hits with a twenty. Count. All right, nine points of damage, and we'll go ahead and throw in an unarmed strike because those are just one armed attack. Does a 14 hit? A 14 just hits? Count. Alright, another 9 points of damage to Golem Guy. And I am going to uh, run. And while I run away, I'm going to say, Pull it! We're trying to get it out this way. Follow me. Okay, so as you're running around, he gets a bonus action. Or, I mean, He'd like to. He'd like to get a reaction, but reaction. with my mobile feet, he doesn't get the opportunity to. Ah, I took that's an right. I'm sorry. That's right. That damn mobile so, feet. Uh, that's 50, 55 feet right there, I think. So, that's my turn. Okay. Eloise. You're up next. Are you with us? Yes. Um, yeah, so bonus action. Still gonna ram the golem with the um, flaming sphere. Okay, so that's a dex save for him. It is. And that's a three, so that's a failure. Okie dokie, I shall roll 2d6. Ooh. Damn! Full fire damage on the golem. Twelve points. Twelve points of flaming damage as the sphere comes flying towards the golem and slams into him. As it does, you know, it's pretty close to that couch, and I'm going to say that couch begins to feel those flames licking against the side. Okie dokie. Um... And then 
uh, as my action, I'm going to, uh, since Liam is right there, I'm going to come over here beside it and be like, Liam, help me get the chest down the hall. And uh, start, I don't know, dragging it. I don't know, can I even pick it up? Because last time you had described yep. it as really big. It is a pretty big foot chest, and it is fair, um, fairly heavy. Go ahead and make an athletics check, please. Okay. Can it be with advantage since she asked me for help? You have to use your um, help action on your turn on to your help turn. her with that. Okay. That's a 12. Okay, that's a 12. So you grab onto one end of the chest, because you had pulled it out a little bit, and you mm -hmm. start inching it forward as much as you can. You get it probably about five feet or so, clear out from under the the, um, the bed itself. Um, you can probably move it about, ten, about yeah, I'd say about 10 feet forward. So I'll allow you to move right about, yeah, right about there. Cool beans. I guess that's that's all my my stuff. Okay. Next, we come up to uh, Tomas's turn. As um, you guys had described uh, or arranged previously, Tomas is going to use his movement: five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, and he is going to cast. His last second level spell, which is Pass Without a Trace. So while the two of you are there, he, you're both going to be able to move and use um, get an attend to your stealth checks. He has five more feet of movement. He's going to move through the door and into this bush. Yeah, right into there. that bush, yeah. He does. He can't. Enough. He can't move. He can't do a hide. He doesn't have that ability, but he—he's still—he's tiny and he's Tomas, so that's. I'm just be whispering. Be the bush. Be the bush. Does he have to roll a stealth check? Yeah, I am going to have him roll a stealth check to give me a stealth uh, uh, baseline. Come on, Tomas. 27. That's a 27. So, he is that bush. Yeah, that that's the um that's the number they're going to have to to beat, which is probably not going to happen. I mean, the only person I think is you Oh my, people got three wow. fucking close. They got you were close. Saying, there was like a cultist fanatic I'm guessing is, you know, this crazy-haired motherfucker. He might, but he'd have to probably crit to do it. Hmm. I didn't see any rolls after his stealth. Uh, I've done four. I, I rolled a 19 and an 18, a 4 and a 2. So. so Weird. Didn't pop up on my screen. You might be lagging. Might be lag. You're lagging, bro. You're lagging. Oh. It is the guard's turn, and two of them are still doing the same thing. I'm not going to roll for this, but two of them seem to be trying to sandwich the sword <laughs> together with their shields. Oh, I forgot to hit. Well, 
because I I rolled that stealth check, I'm not going to do his bonus action. I'm going to call that his bonus action. Um, and the sword just kind of is floating there, keeping them distracted. Two of the guards are trying to sandwich the thing with his their shields, while another one moves around them and is looking towards the lake. Several more are running up towards this area right now. So they totally ignore their friend that's on fucking fire? <laughs> Bunch well, of assholes. Well, you, uh, you cannot see what, uh, what's going on on that side. Okay. Um, but for my audience purposes, one of the um, guards comes running up to the other one who's on fire. The guy on fire drops down and is rolling around trying to get the uh, fire put out. The guard next to him comes running up and is dousing him with his cloak. And um, they successfully managed to get the guy out, but that is his turn. Matt, if you're trying to talk to us, we can't hear you. Yeah, I'm talking to the audience, buddy. They're more special than us. This guard comes running down here if and unlocks this door. my kid's in the door. chat, his name is your boy Vincent. I thought that was him. Yeah, if he's being inappropriate, just... No, he only tell said, him. sup, Dad. Oh, that was it. Oh, and I'd say, say tell, me, tell him he's grounded if he does anything dumb. <coughs> but that's it for their turn. Oh, the cultist fanatic. You'd be able to kind of see blood. He is moving in this general direction. He is also making using his turn to make a perception check. And is doing horribly. He's looking around trying to figure out where this uh, sword came from, but he has no idea. Oh, Tomas didn't get to use it as a bonus action. Yeah, I said he wasn't doing that because he oh, used his okay. bonus action to stealth. Yeah. yeah, okay, gotcha. I forgot about that, sorry. Now we come up to Vale. What are you doing, Vale? I'm going to shout down the hallway. Um, can you Sorry. Let me see where I am. Uh, into the room Apollyon's in. I'm going to say, grab that feisty female feline and meet us in the corridor. And uh, that's me yelling to him as a, as a item interaction. Item. I'm going to unfold my portable hole. And as my action, I'm going to cast Mirror Image on myself. Okay. <laughs> Do you have to roll again for blank? Yep, I'm not done with my turn yet. Um, I'm going to move a couple steps closer. Just to get, you know... Let me see... There's no point in me... I already did my item interaction, so I couldn't help Eloise anyway. Um, just get a little bit closer, that's it. And then I'm going to see you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to... Yeah, I'm going to blink. Okay. And then after that, you... And I'm gone. And Are you leaving your hole behind? No, I'm holding it. It's it's out. Everything is where, you know, I have everything all set up, 
I'm just not on this plane of existence right now. So when everybody's ready and I come back, you're you're all gonna shuffle in. You can't. Is is Blink one of those things you can choose to enter, or does it just keep going? I think he can choose to end it. It is a spell. Yeah, he can choose to end it. Um, and mirror image is not a concentration, so he's fine in that regard. And so he blinks out of existence. And Eloise, you can see him, yeah, saying all this, unfurling the the portable hole, and then poof, he's gone. But are his uh, mimics still there? Um, well, it's a mirror image, and it kind of—it's three illusion, illusory duplicates uh, out circling around you. So when he disappears, they do too. Let's see. If cool. rework, five, ten. Yeah, don't 15, question 20, me. Twenty-five, thirty. <laughs> Action, five, ten. That was 15, a joke. Twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Oh, it's all good. My wizard uh, is going to use that spell too, so I'm going to make sure I know how it works. Okay. Let's see, cultist. Oh, I forgot to move these guys. So Apollyon, um, I forgot to move these guys on their last turn because I was on a different floor, so I'm doing it right now. Uh, two soldiers, two of the guards that you've seen in the black and red livery, are, have come running up from the doorway towards you. Both of them are carrying spears. And both of them are trying to stab at you through the doorway. That's a 12, which I assume misses. The second one is an 18. You believe you should still have advantage. So okay, good to know. 18 hits, then roll again. So the 18 hits with a 4 damage. Um, second attack was a six, so no, so no. Nope. So two points of damage for um, you raging. Ow! I got poked in the butt! Let's see, the last werebore. He is attacking with his maul first. That should not have been at advantage. Or, I mean, it should be because it's you're still at disadvantage. Yep, but that's, that's a, a 10, so that's a miss. Second attack with the tusks. And that's a crit, which does hit. Oof. A werebore. Minotaur. So 19 points of damage reduced by half. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, nine points of damage, and you resist once again as you begin to feel that poison leaching into you. 
I don't know if it's poison necessarily, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. How cool a werewolf guitar would be. That would be cool, but would I, like, run around, like, unhinged? I guess we'd have to find out if that happened. (laughs) Okay. Um, Liam, you had run past the, the golem. It's looking between Apollyon, who's uh, currently fighting the Werebore, and you, uh, the direction you came. So it's going to make a d4 roll. And that's a 4, so... 5, 10, 15, 20 feet. It comes running up towards you. you Eloise, you just see this clay golem come rushing up as fast as it can and it smashes down into the table with both of its attacks one two smash the the um, desk in front of you just crumples under its weight and buckles in half and the thing just roars kind of thing oh there's the two guards turn I hope I turn into a hug wolf. I'll go say that that's their turn. Oh, I'm sure you will soon enough, buddy. Blood from a stone. (sighs) It is now your turn, finally. Well, I can see that... Because your initiative is 9.18 higher than anybody else's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, So... I can see he's in the bush, and he looks like he's just chilling out. He's okay. Do he's I? Pretty fucking I have, hidden. Will I have to roll a stealth to like move through here? You will. Ha- I mean, if you're trying to be stealthy, you will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're gonna go ahead and do that. We're gonna roll a stealth to at least get to uh, this side of the door. Because okay, you can use your bonus action to hide. I can't. I'm just that awesome. Hold on, I'm just gonna fucking here it is. Uh. Anytime now, we're not waiting or anything. Ooh, twenty-four. Okay, yeah. With a twenty-four you duck down, hiding yourself, and scurry as fast as you can through the open gate and around the side behind the wall. I was I was here, so five, ten, yep. fifteen, twenty, twenty five. Yeah, that's that's like I could be yeah, as I'm good there. So he's just hanging out on the outside of the door. Just He's looking at Tomas, and he's just going to have his fucking crossbow up. And if Tomas gives me the eyes, that cultist has taken one between the fucking... He's he's going to just dirty Harry this shit. Just look around the corner and just fucking shoot him. So he's ready to go. He's waiting on Tomas's order. Okay. That's it for you. Apollyon... It's your turn. You have two of these uh, human guards on one side, the giant werebore on the other. What are you doing? All right. Uh, once I feel that little, that little insignificant poke in my booty, you got a tiny little spear there. <laughs> Behold my awesome power. Uh, I need a 15-foot cone, please. 15-foot cone. I can do that for you. Often have you? I, you've only ever done this a couple times. Or like that's frightening breath instead of like frightening breath. 
<laughs> and I'm going to see if I can uh, point it at both of these guards in the hallway is what I'm trying to do. So that's that right there is the thing. And I'm going to say, yeah, with it would not be difficult for you to hit both of them. Alright, they need to make a DC 16 constitution save. Ooh. And there's actually a They both uh, fail. They need to make a wisdom save. Yes, yeah. I didn't see that. Uh, which my DC for that is... I mean, it's I mean, spell save oh. DC. I would assume so it's 16. Save, save, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, it should also be 16. I forgot that my constitution's 20. So they're scared of you. For 1d4 minus 1. So for the next three rounds, both of these guards are absolutely terrified of Apollyon. They both take full lightning damage. Let's see, what's a good frightened icon? I swear, Apollyon's character's just getting better and better. He's pretty cool. One right next to the skull and crossbones, maybe? Yeah, why not? I don't know. There isn't really a better one that I can see. You might yeah. have, you have different icons. Than, Could do yeah. the lightning helix. Well, it don't matter. These two guards both take eight points of damage and um, look absolutely terrified at this giant-ass minotaur that suddenly breathed lightning at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's their turn. That's or that um Apollyon, it's still your turn. That was your action. So what else are you doing? Do um bonus action scimitar attack on the werebear or werebore. So I spit fire at those guys and then I swing back around with my scimitar. I like it. And the twenty one's gonna hit. And the twenty Oh, please kill him. Kill him. 16 points of damage. Swear to God, you slash things. once more time through this uh, creature's chest, and another bright ribbon of blood goes flowing from it. It is still standing up, however. God damn it! <laughs> oh my God, alright. Alright, that's it. That's my turn. These guys are big and beefy. That's it for your turn? Okay. Liam, you're up next. You're up. Alright. With this uh, mother effort charging at me and breaking the desk, he clearly wants some attention, so I'm going to give it to him. Uh, attack number one. Yep. 20. That's a 26. Yep. That gonna should hit. hit. That's 11 points for the first attack. Uh, I'm going to swing again. That should also hit with a 24. 13 points this time. And, and I still have an unarmed strike available to me, so I'm going to use that. And the 27 should hit. Well, I guess... So with that eight bludgeoning damage, I'm going. Is he still standing? 
Oh, yeah, he's still standing. He, he's got some dents right. in him right now, but that's about it. I can't figure it as much. So, with my last key point, I would like to do one more stunning strike. So, one constitution saving throw from the golem, please. Well, you punch into this golem trying to find that stunning ability, uh, that stunning nerve, and you jab exactly where you think it's going to be. However, this golem does not seem to be affected by it whatsoever. Ouch. Burn to key point. That sucks. Alright, that's my turn. Yep, it is immune to stunning to being paralyzed. But, Eloise, it is your turn, and before you is a broken desk with tons of papers and ink ink and quills and coins and various other things strewn all about the floor in front of you. Oh, and there's also a giant golem. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, fairly similar to... Si- si- wow. Similar to uh, last time, I am going to bring my flaming spear to ram the golem again. That's a bonus action? Yeah. So it needs to make a dex save. And that's a 13. Yay! 11 points of fire damage this time. Okay, 11 points of fire damage. And, um... Well, Liam's busy and can't help me move this thing faster, so I'm gonna just, um, I guess with my actions, scoop up papers and, I don't know, shove them down my top or whatever. (laughs) Okay, roll for me an investigation check. Okay. This is a thorough investigation, so... But that's a 10. I'm, I'm literally just grabbing papers. Yep, and- you're grabbing as many papers as you can find, just littered about the ground. You're grabbing them up and stuffing them down your blouse that you're wearing. And then you're going to um, And then what are you going to do? She's still got movement. You still got movement. Um, but I can't drag the chest, so... No, you're not going to be able to drag the chest. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna back up from the golem just a little bit, just in case these. That's that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Just, yeah. Don't worry, he'll be attacking me. Oh, go right there. Okay. Next up, we come to Tomas. Uh, he is hidden as he is. Um, he is going to make a sneak attack or sneak uh, roll to try to get around the fence. Stealth check, that's what I'm trying to say. So that's 24, which very easily he moves around this side and hides behind there. So that is his bonus action. He kind of looks over at you and says, and nods his head and kind of nods over towards the cultists that and the guards that are coming towards you. As Take in, that nod to mean I should fire? As an action, 
that was totally fire. As an action, you see him look a, a rock on the ground a few feet from him goes flying through the air towards the guard. <laughs> so that is a DC 16. God damn, what a rock that was. Shit. Oh, and that's a natural fucking 20. <laughs> this so, rock I goes flying through the air towards this guard's head just as the guard is turning his head and he ducks just in the last second as this rock goes flying through the spaces that had been a second ago and cracks against the side of the wall. Was that rock inside like by the, the lake area? It was probably like right around here. Alright, so since he did that, I was saying give me a sign and I'm going to shoot the cultist, so I'm going to shoot the cultist. Shoot the cultist. And I guess since I'm hidden... Now, with that rock, I've screwed up my surprise for a... Uh, I'm going to say uh, probably not, because um, even uh, the cultist okay. would be looking towards the guy who just ducked. Yeah, so well, you are going to have advantage on this. So that's a 21. I didn't say sharpshooter, so you can take that off if you want. I didn't even call it out. Yeah, that's... You want to do Unless you want to take the sharpshooter or not, it's up to you. I'm honestly fine taking the sharpshooter because I knew I knew in my head that's what you were doing. Okay, so that'd be a, what a sixteen, which does hit. All right, uh, and I didn't say blazing bowstring, so I will take that off. That's fine. Let's... So that's thirty-one, thirty-eight. 38 points of damage so blood just peeks his head around the gate fires real quick and ducks back and tomas from his point of view because his head was still poking out a little bit sees this bolt of energy go fly through the air right through the guy's head leaving this little tiny hole and a burn mark but explodes outward <laughs> like a fucking shotgun and the cultist you. just drops to the ground dead I love when you describe my gruesome murders. Can you do it all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it for his turn. Think so. And all the guards suddenly look to the guy that just dropped. The one whose he head whizzed, got whizzed by a rock goes running up to this guy and kneels down before him and he points towards the gate and he said a rock came from there look look and you I'm see one. two of the guards were still like trying to manage that sword and they're doing a pretty good job they've sandwiched it between the two of them with their shields at this point are kind of holding the thing at bay um, these two guards over here five 30 are running towards the um, the two of you and they're just kind of looking. They're making perception checks, but fairly they, certain. Yeah, he said it came from that area, so we could have been in the we could be in that kitchen. The and they're bank. both kind of looking around, trying to see what they can see, but they've rolled very, very low. Uh, they're a little stunned from that guy not having a fucking forehead anymore. 
but you also see more people starting to run towards them. There. Eh? Sweet. <laughs> also, Apollyon, you see as um, two men both wearing masquerade outfits. Both wearing masks, both uh, one wearing a hat, all, both of them wearing different colored green cloaks, um, are running towards where those guards are freaked out. One of whom, because it, he is able to do able to do that. Let's see. Bring it on! Bring it on! He sees you, and I'm going to need you to uh, um, make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, not wisdom. That's my worst one. Whoo, yeah, you barely managed to push past that. You focus your mind as hard as you can, and you purse past the um, tingling sensation that begins to feel you, fill your body, and you manage to save against the whole person. Ooh. Oh, the other guy's actually that I should have moved him. He's just a regular cultist, so he's still got a moment. Vale, you're up next. What are you doing? All right, so, um, uh, hold on. He's going to blink back into existence right next to Eloise, and he's going to shout again Apollyon, screw these guys. This way now, and uh, put a finger up to toll the dead on the golem. Okay, it's going to be a DC sixteen um, wisdom. Whew. Yeah, that's a failure. So six necrotic damage. Six points of necrotic damage. Um, and yeah, I guess awesome. Okay. I'm going to step back and see if he blinks. He stays on this plane of existence, and he's done. Okay. So. Um, one second, you guys. I'm Wait, time out real quick. I, yep. I, I do just want to. I do just want to clarify. I am yelling for Apollyon to disengage and come and get the heck out of here. Well, well he does, his own. It's, it's his choice, but that's my. That's what I did. Well, one second, guys. It is Reorks. Yeah, we gotta time. get ourselves some clay fucking uh, golems, guys. Just like bodyguards, because we've done. You've got, uh, yeah, Liam, Liam, 20, 20, you and uh, her fireball. You guys have done like it's got to be at least sixty or seventy points of damage to this thing. He's just still fucking rocking. 
Okay. Let's see. Well, then we should just ask him politely to back up. Apollyon, um, the last one, the last of the uh, the cultist who's behind you, finally moves up. So I forget he has a different turn. He throws a firebolt at you for and rolls a crit. Okay. That's like the third crit Apollyon is So taking. 11 points of damage reduced in half because of your stupid... I don't think, uh, I, don't think uh, I can reduce fire damage. Fire does, yeah. It's oh, that's right. Piercing it's and just, slashing. That's oh, right. Full damage. So yeah, full damage. So and it's 11. 11 points of damage. Ah. Next we have the Werebore's turn. Two attacks with his maul. Um, you did no you did last attack, didn't you? Uh, I actually did not reckless attack last time. Okay, then and I will take that off. But the thirteen still doesn't hit. Second attack is a fifteen. Nope, miss. So you misses both times. The werebore. From behind you, you hear a door open. And another werebore steps into the, the hallway. Drawn, no doubt, from your all attacks. And he kind of, you can s- just barely glance behind you and see him. The clay golem's turn. Um, let's see. Um... Here, one second. The the clay golem is staring at you, um, Liam, and you see the thing begin to uh, visibly shake and vibrate. A second. So let's see here. However, the vibration stops in his body. Instead, you see him raise up and a shimmer begins to glow around his body he then which he is using his haste ability gets a plus two to his AC has advantage on saving throws and can use a slam attack as a bonus action so as a bonus action he is then slamming you once which I assume a 23 hits. 23. Yeah, 23 hits. I need you to make a con saving throw and take 18 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh. That's a five. Okay. So, it smashes into you again and you feel your chest cave inward as the 18 points of bludgeoning damage you take also reduces your total hit points by another 18. So you've so far lost a total of 28, if my memory serves, because you took 10 the last time. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely accurate. Oof. Just gotta make a, myself a note. Um, 
Now we're going to come to the guard's turn, but one second. Sorry, I was just making a note. We come to the guards' turn, who are terrified right now by Apollyon. Um, however, they are still within melee range and are still able to attack, so that's exactly what they're going to do. Would that have to be a disadvantage, since they're frightened of him? Like, if he's in their view, aren't their attacks a disadvantage? Huh? I can look that up real quick. I don't think I just, so, but I might be wrong. I just I know like when dragons fucking frighten them. Like if you have if you could see the dragon, your attacks are disadvantage. Yeah, that's what dra that's what frightened. You can does. still see it. Okay, Fr a frightened creature has disability on ability checks and attack rolls. So long as so yes, they do have disadvantage on these two attacks. And yeah, they, they don't get misses. <laughs> so he's been hit with five crits, but two have been ones. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, the one can't really move back, but the other one does because he is still terrified and moves back in a way that you can't see. The second one is still stuck where he is, but that's it for their turn. So, blood. Back to you, dude. All right, we're gonna. I, I'm. I'm gonna ask you to futz with some things here, because I'm gonna one. I'm gonna do them and make a normal attack. So I am gonna kind of peek around. I'll peek around, but I am gonna move five feet after I shoot. But I'm gonna peek around. I'll see that this guy's closest, and I'm gonna take a shot at him first. Uh, so will it still be an advantage since I'm still behind the door since they had shit perception well, checks while earlier? You, while you did, you did not rehide. I can just do a regular shot. Yeah, yeah. it's I just going to be a regular shot. Uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and sharpshooter and scope blaze, blazing bowstring just to have it. Ooh, an 11 is probably not going to do it. Yeah, unfortunately not. You fire your bow at at this guard. Um, it goes wide and goes completely over his head. Now, normally, the head of this guy is an action, but I'm going to ask you if I can do something fun with it, just because it's going to be fucking cool, Senator. He is going to step into the doorway, so he's looking like that bleeding guard. But I'm wondering if you will allow him to make it look like he pulls his fucking skin off like Scorpion and bonus action, shoot another scorching shot at that guy right in front of him. You can't make a second shot. No, he gets a bonus action. Is that fucking fl flame breath? It's a bonus action. Oh, you're doing the bonus action as the yeah. flame breath. Okay. Okay. I just I know it's an action. I just want him to be able to like look like Scorpion pulling his face off. So it's you know what? Why not? I'm gonna allow it. Because it'll look like fun. So I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it. You step forward, and as you do, you, the illusion makes you begin to yeah. rip your head away, revealing a skull underneath, and then you breathe fire towards this dude. It's so a that, thirteen dex on it. That's your, that's your second uh, use of yeah, the so flame. Yeah, got one more. Uh, that shouldn't have been a disadvantage, but the so seven 21, still. 21 fire on him. Oh, yeah. You breathe <laughs> this jet of flame, and he just ignites. 
and you see Burning Man running around screaming and screaming and he's in pain and he goes running and dives into the water and you just see him floating there dead. And I was like, all right, Tom, I, I think that might have been a good enough scare. And I've got 25 more feet, so I'm going to shoot up. And I think, can I get around the corner on that? Yeah, well, I can get right to here. So I'm right there at the edge of the building okay. with the rest of my movement. Sounds good. Next, we come up to Apollyon, who is pretty well boxed in by a lot of guys. Or at least two guys now, never mind. But anyway, what you doing, Apollyon? I gotta kill this werebore. There's nothing else to be done. Being boxed in by a bunch of guys for him. (laughs) Yeah, I figured you'd enjoy it. Oh, when they got little uh, tiny spears like that. I do have a quick question. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, if the golem didn't move out of the oh. five feet of my flaming spear at the end of his turn, did he take another two d six of damage? Oh, I forgot all about that. I would have to say yes, he did. In fact, so or at least does he have to make the, another save? I don't remember. Let me throw the spell information back up. Yes, yes, he needs to make another save. That time is an 18, so he's, yeah, going to take half damage. Takes four points of damage. Four more points of fire damage on the golem. And as you see these flames kind of licking over his back, some of that clay that makes up his body is starting to harden a little bit and flake away. Okay, sorry for interrupting, Apollyon. Go at it. Alright, thank you. I'm gonna recklessly attack. Yeah, you are. Me too. 22 is gonna hit. 17 points of damage. More than enough to take this guy out, and since I haven't given anybody a chance to describe something real quick, Apollyon, how does it look? I flip the scimitar upside down so the blade is up, and I jab it right through his stomach and just saw it all the way up and out his neck. And as you pull the scimitar out, blood just sprays and a huge geyser coating your body and your very fine outfit, your your tuxedo mask looking outfit. But sure enough, it falls to the ground, finally dead. Get some, baby. And then I'll run. Okay. As you uh, now, I will remind you there is a guy behind you, and you do still have you one do more still attack. Have... That's true. Um, did you did pick you... the lioness yeah. up? Oh no. Yeah, let's do that. Well, hold on. Well, well, hold on a second. Hold on. Don't you have a lot of guys in the hallway? You you do have... Okay, moving here. I'm going to move you back real quick, Apollyon. Um, you can um, move over and- here and grab uh, Trasha. But doing so would be your... It, it would be an action to drag her. She's a pretty She's a big pretty thing. Big. You've already used your action to make an attack at the werebore. 
And you still hey, can have I do this action and then pick her up as my action? You know what? I will allow it. Since you're not making your second attack, I will allow the, the bonus action of the scimitar of speed and then your action to pick up the very large body of Trasha. Okay. And then would I be able to move anymore once I... Let's once see. I you, you, you move 10 feet. Um, carrying Trasha is going to reduce your movement by half. So, okay. So, um, so how, what's your full movement speed? 40. So you use thirty of it to um, to, or you use use ten of it to move over. Then, so you have thirty feet of movement. You pick her up, which so you're going to be able to move by half. So you can move fifteen more feet. Yeah, I don't want to be close to the fireball, so I'll just move up to here, with the intention moving that way on my next turn. Okay, and I'm going to say you drag Trash's body along with you. That's it for your sure. turn. Liam, what are you doing? Alright, well, pretty much I've got this person, this golem, in direct combat with me. So, I'm combating it. Does a 17 hit? 17 does hit. Alright. Damage forthcoming. I clicked it. It's not doing anything. I might be freezing for a second. Oh, wait. There it there goes. goes. Alright. So, 9 points of damage for the first strike. 24 should hit pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Another nine points of damage. And unarmed strike as a bonus action. 18 hits. Doing another seven points of damage. How's this thing looking? Still up. Pissing me off, but still up. Uh, I've got my movement, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, right here. I'm, I'm hurting bad. I'm trying not to take direct damage, and with mobile, he doesn't get a reaction attack on me, so that's my turn. Okay. That's it for your turn, Eloise. You're up next. Um, yeah, so gonna try to ram this golem with the flaming sphere again. If I need, if the sphere needs to move in order to do that, I'll just swing it around uh, so that it hits him from the opposite side. Yeah, that's like fine. the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, you can swing it around this way and have it come charging. I'm fine with that. Cool beans. So then he needs to make another deck save. And that's a nine. So then he takes he's gonna take the full two D six. Which is eleven. Which is fine just enough to take out this golem. Finally, oh. this uh, ball of flame smashes into the golem 
and you see just its whole body begin to dry up and crack and crumble and suddenly it just crack begins to break from inside and you just see it tumble down as dust pooling into the a ground to the floor as a big pile of clay awesome now here's a new question does it take an action to to dispel or to drop the spell it's a concentration spell so i think you can just drop it okay cool 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 so then i will drop the flaming sphere once the golem is dead because i can now see apollyon trying to make his way um so then i will go back and uh grab the chest and for my action i will uh start dragging it further down the hall okay and as you're doing so, go ahead and give me a perception check. Perception. 11. Okay. So you, you seize this chest and you're dragging it as, as best as you can. Give me an athletics check. 16. You're, it, it's, you're, you're having a bit of a tough time, but you do manage to move it. And you can probably move it to right about here, dragging it behind you. Okie dokes. Yay! Alright, that's... Yeah, that, that's all my things. Okay. Tomas's turn. I'm finally regretting splitting the party. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're doing fine. Nobody's dead. As a bonus action, uh, Blood, you see him touch himself and mutter a little bit as he casts Expeditious Retreat on himself. Then, seeing another rock on the ground, he flings it towards one of those guards with his catapult spell as an action. So the guard there needs to make a death that save. Will, I guess pass without a trace is going to drop then. Because it's concentration. Oh shit, yeah it is, but yeah. Still, he, um, he did it. That's fine. Um, I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about the rest yep. of the people. Ele um, the 11 the, the guard rolled is definitely a failure. So 14 damage, more than enough to take that guard out. T Tomas sees the guard fall to the ground, and then he kind of chuckles as he runs 30 feet ahead. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. So he's right there. And then he kind of winks at you, Blood, and says, Let's get the fuck out of here. Yes, sir. The guards, for their part, several of their group have dropped dead. Um, well, you guys wouldn't be able to see this, but I'm, I'm 
fine with saying, so the guards come running up to their dead friends, trying to figure out what happened, dragging them from the water where they fell. One more manages to get a little farther, 5, 10, 15, 20, over to here, but is not willing to go too much farther from The cultists on their turns come running over to their companions, are still trying to help them out, figuring out whether or not they're dead. There is one cultist fanatic that is up here. He moves 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh He sees you, Apollyon. Oh snap. Let's see here. At a glance, how would you say you're looking, Apollyon? Um... I'm looking pretty good still. Okay, fair enough. More than half HP. Well, I'm I'm just saying that for the purposes of the cultists looking at you, you 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 seem fairly healthy still. Um, and I'm raging, so like my muscles are bristling with sweat and crackling lightning. I look like he doesn't want to mess with me. And you are also dragging the body of uh, Trasha, the Lamia. So with that in mind. He's cast, casting hold person on you. Again, not again. So I need a wisdom saving throw from you, please. Oh, I don't know why I had advantage. Well, but, um, ooh, still the first 20. one. Yeah. Still the first one counts. Uh, nat 20, you feel the spell taking hold of your mind again, but you are a Pollyan and you are strong. And you fight past it as hard as you can and will yourself not to be paralyzed. Vale, it's your turn. All right, so I'm going to uh, close the gap between Apollyon and myself to let him have enough room to run into the portable. Um, if you could just move me, uh, with enough room where he can make it on his turn. And how, I'm, how, is there a range that you have with a blink spell? Uh, oh yeah. I'm not, well, no, I'm, I'm on this. I didn't disappear. Last oh, okay. Round. So what's your, but what's when, your speed? I, when I do reappear, it could be within 10 feet of where I disappeared from. Gotcha. Um, my speed is 30 feet. 15, so, 20. um, Okay, so you're able to crawl over the broken um, bits of the desk and onto the dried form of the golem. You're about ten feet from the door, but you can see Apollyon. All right, I yeah, I don't I don't want to go um, that stay within enough range. Hold on one second. Range where Apollyon can make it to me with his full movement. Oh, he could easily. He could, he could. You could do that from the door. 
of the um, he could with with trash in his hands. Uh, um. Okay, so with trash in his hands, you'd probably have to stand on the desk to allow him to do that. That's fine. Okay, and then um, I'm going to hold my action, um, holding the. Uh, you call it um the portable, portable hole up. Yep, and and say everyone get in. And that'll be my turn. Okay, so you're holding up the portable hole as the Minotaur, and you can see him, and you're yelling, Toro, Toro, through here. Is the portable hole red? God, I wish, but it's black. <laughs> but that's it for Vale's turn. Next, we have Reork's turn. Reork is currently in the um, stable. He, there are some stable hands there. He's screaming to them for help. Um, one pulls a couple horses towards him. Reork uses his action to mount it, and then riding the horse with one of the guards on the other horse. The two of them run the full movement uh, 40 feet away from the villa. So for those purposes, he's basically off this map. The cultist turn. The cultist um, steps into the room there. He sees you, Apollyon, and he is throwing a firebolt at you. All right. And that's a 10, which I assume misses. That's a miss. Next up, we come to the wear boar. 5, 10. 15, 20, 25. So he's actually able to move the full movement up towards you, Apollyon. And which allows this werebore, who had came, come running from the hallway, to make his two attacks on you. First is First a 24. Is yeah, it's 11 points of damage reduced in half. Okay. Second attack is a 10, which it misses. Okay, that's it for their turn. Um, next, we do have the guard. The guard is using his full movement action and bonus action to run away. Full movement in action, I should have said. Anyway, but he runs away. Blood. Blood. It's your turn. It's your turn. And you, and are, you currently are currently on, on the, the edge, edge of, of the um, villa. So what yeah. are you doing? Uh, well, uh, I guess this is the edge of the map, but do we see like trees and stuff beyond it and other things? So beyond the map to the north and to the west, what you would see, or to the east, is mostly open plain. Bit of grassland and some rolling hills outward, but fairly open. Well, I will, because uh, I guess we know, they said they're fine. But we know over in this area is where that room is. So I will just do my quick uh, 
stealth action, and then I'm just going to bolt for that area, and we'll go from there. So you're um, height, stealthing as a bonus action? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. yeah. Okay, roll so, your I mean, stealth. I'm outside. There's nobody around, but he'll go ahead and just do it, see if he can't, like, melt into the building. So a 19. Yeah, absolutely. You pull the cloak then, over your head, and you're pretty hidden. It's dark out there. He's got from there. So I can get to there with my uh, kitty cat movement. Okay. And so, yeah, I'm just waiting for Tomas, and I know somewhere around here is where, uh, based on the house, is where we think they are, so hopefully they have a way to get out. And as you're looking up, um, now that you're in the back area, you can see a balcony on the second level along the back edge, running basically from about where you are all the way to the end of the building, um, as far as 60 feet of your vision goes. Um, You can also see right about right here, there is a rope ladder dangling down from this um, balcony. Oh, that was very cute of him to leave a rope ladder. But yeah, if I could see that, then I yeah, I know that that's probably where they are. So yeah, um, that's where I'm going to be making my way towards that next turn. And I will uh, let Tomas know. I was like, hey, get a ladder. Okay. Moving back to Apollyon. It's your turn, buddy. And there is a werebore right on your back. This one had appeared from somewhere beyond the hallway. What are you doing? Damn, Jabroni's coming up, biting my ankles. I'm going to disengage. And move over here and throw, drag the uh, Trasha and throw her ass into that portable hole and jump in after her. So dragging her along with you behind him, um, you said you, sorry, did you say you use your action to disengage? Disengage? Uh, yeah. Am, or, I mean, yeah, am I going to be able to just run into it, or am I going to require another action to get five, into five, it? I'm, I'm, I'm counting up. right now. 5, 10, 15. What's your full movement speed? 40. So if it's halved, I would get be able to move 20, 20 all the way. So yes, um, you are able, as uh, Vale is holding this out, you are able to pull and jump into five feet into the portable hole, dragging trash along with you. So with that, the two of you effectively disappear. Awesome. Liam, it's your turn. Alright, Liam sees Apollyon do this. He makes his way over to Vale, and he says, I want out as soon as we exit the premises. And he jumps on into the hole, just trusting Vale. Vale will give him a little smile and a wink. A lot of trust, especially the shit Vale has said in the past. And Liam goes jumping into the hole as well. Eloise, your turn. Okay, I guess I'm gonna get this foot trunk to Vale by myself. And I will 
drag it back and hopefully get both me and it into the hole. Um, what's your movement speed? Uh, 30, I believe. So you can move 15 feet dragging this thing. So you can get yeah, to right where Liam is. No right what if she dashes? Oh, yeah, I suppose oh, yeah, if you dash, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, that's fine. Uh, so, so then she won't be able to pass, uh, cast pass without a trace. I mean, if you're missing something anyway. But we got a plan. But she go, she does go running off and dives into the hole, dragging the foot chest along with her. There's going to be so many, like, gouges and drag marks on this floor, guys, from this stupid foot chest getting dragged around. Anyways, yeah, I'm in Definitely the hole. Is. Okay. We are, we're up at to Tomas' turn. Tomas, let's see, he has movement, action, and bonus action all to dash. So, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh, 35, so yeah. Yeah, 35. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 35. So he comes running all around, action, movement, bonus action, dashing the entire way. Um, comes up to the ladder, stops at the ladder, is holding it, and kind of looks up and says, Is anyone up there? Well, hell, I Next guess it's up. only Veil left. Next up, yeah. I'm gonna just kind of move, move everybody. Portable hole. You guys can see darkness. That's pretty much it. Guards turn, who are kind of moving about, but you guys can't see what's going on. The cultist fanatics turn. 5, 10, 15. He runs up and he sees you, Vale, right there. In it Vale's turn? No, the fanatic goes first. No. Hmm. Oh, he's on that other initiative we had. Okay, yeah. I forgot there's like two of them. He's using his last second, uh, second level spell, and he's casting Hold Person at you, Vale. Yeah, I'm gonna, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Counter that Counter spell. spell. Don't you still have your uh, mirror image? Oh, you uh, got three of them. Wait, yeah, hold on. So, if it says, is this an attack, though? No, it's not attack, it's a spell. Oh, yeah, okay. So, it, the mirror image wouldn't affect it. But um, you can um, counterspell it if you want to. You do. You still have Hold your on, reaction. Let me just make sure. Is is? I just want to make sure mirror image is an attack and not a target. I guess. Would he have you to? Would he have to do like some kind of check to see which veil is pop, veil? Pop up the spell and, and yeah. Hold on. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw it up real quick. Um. Okay. So it says. Creature targets you with an attack. Yeah, so it's use uh, targets you with an attack. It's an attack spell. 
but this isn't an attack spell. This is you have to make a saving throw. But would he know which veil is veil? He's he's so just casting it towards veil, and mm-hmm. wh- whoever the, whoever is able to do it. it it's not like you, you, these are not perfect images. These just help against attack rolls. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to leave that up to you for your yeah. your call. I guess they are illusory. Yeah, so just just solid. reading it the way it is. It says specifically yeah. um, attacks. This is not an attack. So, but yeah. you can use your your reaction to counterspell it if you so choose. Uh, can, let me just read what hold person does real quick. Uh, well, either you make a wisdom saving throw or you don't. It's up to you, but you have to make it just a choice now. Yeah, no, I'm just. Am I allowed to read what the spell does or no? I, I won't if you don't want me to. I mean, you can read what it says, but do you really have the time to know the what it does? You just need to make a reaction decision. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, then I guess uh, I'm going to uh, re- use my reaction to counterspell. Okay. Simple enough. You use your reaction to cast counterspell, counterspelling the the whole person, and the spell dissolves right in front. Of you. And it is now your turn. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Oops. There we go. Uh, 5, 10... Okay, so 30 feet will get me right here. Okay. Okay. And then, um, can I see, like, where Blood and, um, Tomasa are, or am I just guessing at this point? Um... I'm gonna We're say kind of pro- the yeah. building. You you probably can't see them. You might have heard. Uh, make a perception check. That's what we'll do. Make okay. a perception check. Uh, bear with me here. I'm standing outside. <laughs> no worries. That is a 19. You're pretty sure you heard somebody's call. Is someone up there? But you're not sure okay. the direction. Um, no. Okay, so that that I guess that was a question. Um, and uh, I want to. My my goal is to head towards the horses because that was the meeting spot. Um, do you remember? I I personally don't remember. It was three weeks ago. Uh, if they were north or they were to um they they were uh, northeast of of the villa. Okay, so I'm going to um. This way. I'm so, going to cast. Uh huh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Misty Step to get myself safely on the um on the ground, thirty feet away from. Okay. Uh, where I am currently. So you cast Misty Step and you appear probably right about here. I'm going to place you on the lower map that I just moved you to. And there you can see Blood and Tomas standing underneath uh, the balcony, kind of looking up towards you guys. Okay. And um, as my action, I'm going to dash 
30 feet towards the horses and kind of signal to Tomas and um, in blood. Let's go. And one more thing. And I am still on this plane of existence. Okay. So with that, you call out to your friends, let's get out of here. You begin dashing 30 feet away and begin running in the direction that you remember the horses to be. Which was a little over a mile away. And as it is 10 o'clock, I think that's a great place to end things for this evening. So, good job, everybody. You actually managed yeah, to survive. Job, guys. We're out of the house! <laughs> okay, well, thank you everybody for watching, everyone who tuned in. We absolutely appreciate you um, um, in joining us this evening. Now, if you enjoyed what you see here, please make sure to follow us on Twitch. You can also follow us on Facebook at Random Rhapsody TV and on uh, Twitter as Random underscore Rhapsody. So for everybody here with the Fab Five crew, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. We absolutely appreciate it, and we'll see you next Monday. Have a good evening.